0: Welcome to the podcast, Facing the Facts, the path to gaining control, accessing power, and ultimately creating a life of abundance. I'm your host, Tony Laprino, here with a new episode. Should you just ignore this? And this episode is for every entrepreneur who wants to better understand the facts about the agenda of the typical financial services industry. So here's what we're gonna talk about today. And if you've followed along over the last few episodes, we spent the last few weeks in episodes talking about the infinite banking concept that was brought on by Nelson Nash and going through becoming your own banker. And we and we laid out a concept, a new concept for your financial future and how you can take control of it, how you can use that concept and use that framework to create a secure financial future for yourself. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. And I'm not going to go on inside of the book anymore, inside the infinite banking concept. Uh, we'll touch base back on that uh, here probably in a few weeks. But I got some really I got some information that I want to share with you, and it's going to be real talk today about the typical financial world. And here's what we're going to cover in today's, in this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Securities Exchange Commission. What is it? What is the new regulation that's come out? What is the regulation's best interest? What's the client relationship summary? What is all that? And then we're going to talk about the relationship and service that you have with your broker dealer or your Investment advisor or wherever you have your money if you have money inside of the qualified plan. so we're also going to talk about what do they do, what they don't do, questions to consider. We're going to talk about fees. we're going to talk about costs, conflicts and standard of conduct. How much are you going to pay in fees? What's the company's agenda and what are the conflicts uh, that are relevant to you? So where is this all coming from? It's all coming from a letter that my wife received in the mail on Friday afternoon and I picked it up and I read it. Most of the time, I don't read these things because I've, I've washed my hands of the typical financial industry. But this time, I wanted to read uh, the information that came in. So it was a letter that was from the company that we used to have our retirement accounts with. Now, the keyword word there is used to. We no longer have our money inside of the qualified plan. We no longer have our money inside of the IRAs, SEP IRAs, Roth IRAs. 401ks, 403bs. We no longer have our money inside of there. And this is also the same company that I used to work for as a registered representative of somebody who used to sell these products to individuals for their retirement and for their financial future. So I wanted to read about this and it really struck me and it hit me home. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my best to make this as easily understandable for you as a consumer, so if you are somebody who has money inside of a qualified plan, if you are somebody who participates in your 401k, your 403b, an IRA, SEP IRA, uh, this is going to be very relevant to you and very relevant to your world and your financial future. So pay close attention because this is this could be a huge eye opening experience and an episode for you as you listen along. So, what is this? And this was a letter. Uh, and the subject line is client relationship summary. So, what is this and who did it come from? It came from the Securities and Exchange Commission. These are the regulators of the securities industry. And what they did is they adopted a new regulation for broker dealers. The broker dealer is the company that sells these products and holds your, your money inside of these products. The new regulation went into effect on June 30th, 2020. And the new regulation is called Regulation Best interest. And what it does, it requires broker dealers and investment advisors who provide clients with any additional documents called the client relationship summary. So what they're doing is they're required to send out this information to make you informed about what they're doing, why they're doing it and how they're doing it. And for this particular company and the people who have their money with this particular company, this client a uh, relationship summary provides information about the products that are offered, the services that are offered and the services that are not offered. So in addition to this, they're going to describe the typical fees, the costs that you can expect with these particular products, as well as conflicts that may impact your representative's recommendations. So I am not going to sugarcoat this. I'm not going to graze over it. I'm not going to I'm not going to make any of this up. I've got the papers right here with me. Uh, it's a three-page document, and I am going to go step by step through this and I'm going to read this word for word that comes out from this Securities Exchange Commission the same people that are regulating your money and regulating the rules around what happens inside of your money uh, inside of your accounts and what these companies and their representatives can do with your money and what they don't what they're not doing with your money to provide you with the best case scenario for your retirement future so Let's get right into this. We're going to talk about that was what the new regulation is, is that they, they have to send out this client relationship summary to explain everything that they're doing. So you are very clear on what what you're going to receive and what you're not going to receive. And they're saying that this is in your best interest. So what is this relationship and services? What do they do? So what do they do? Let me look at this. I want to, I've got some highlights into this uh, that I want to read for you. This specific company, they provide brokerage services and investment advisory services for retail investors. These are people who put their money inside of a 403B or an IRA or an annuity or specific mutual funds. Uh, so that's, this is for the individuals. And it says the principal services, the accounts and investments we make available are material limitations to the services that are summarized below. When we provide services on a broker-dealer capacity, we affect purchases and sales of securities on your behalf. And the registered representative associated with this particular company may provide specific recommendations related to your investments you may elect to make and type of investment accounts that you may elect to maintain. So basically what they're saying is, is there's a registered representative that you can talk to that would provide specific recommendations related to your investments. Ultimately, it says, you will make the ultimate decision regarding the purchase and sales of your investments. It is important to understand that as a broker dealer, the company and its registered representatives, the person who is your expert, is your trusted advisor, do not monitor your investments or account after a recommendation is made and or the transaction is entered. So basically what they're saying is, we will gladly take your money. We will glad you provide you The opportunity to participate in the products that we have to offer. You can put your money into it, uh, but just understand that when you do that, we are not going to pay any attention to it whatsoever. We are not required to monitor your investment account. And then it says when we provide uh, investment management services, retail customers may invest in specific portfolios constructed by a third party investment advisory firm through sub advisory relationships. And these are um, like managed accounts and these particular people in the account monitoring, at least once on an annual basis. So if you go and you say you're the representative, you want the next level up, you want to manage, it's called a managed account, you want somebody to manage your account, and you're going to pay extra for that. Okay, you're going to pay extra fees for that. You're going to go into a managed account. And all they're saying is that the monitoring is going to happen at least once a year. So What we're saying is that that you can go ahead and put all your money into this. You can pay all these fees to have a managed account, but just know that we're only regulated to watch this thing at least once a year. Okay. So that's what that talks about. And then the third party investment manager of the managed account program will exercise investment discretion in your investment advisory account on your behalf. Okay. So this particular company offers a limited number of security products. Uh, So every company usually has their own specific amount of, or specific products that they offer. And this particular company offers variable annuities and a mutual fund brokerage platform. And in addition, they also offer life insurance, uh, universal life products, mutual funds, brokerage accounts, and investment management services through third-party agencies. An investment management service may only be offered if your representative is qualified by an exam. And authorized to act in the capacity of a managed account representative. All other products may be offered only if your registered representative is qualified by exam and authorized to act in the capacity of a registered representative. So you have a registered representative. A registered representative has to pass a test. Okay, it's called the Series Six, and the next level up, what they call is the the manager. You know, the the IAR is the next step up from that and they're required to have a next level of testing, series seven, uh, and there may be another one. Uh, But really all it is, is a test, okay? So any any person off the street, and understand this, and, and I'm only speaking to this because this is my experience, is I was this guy, okay? I had, back five years ago, I had no experience in the financial services industry whatsoever. What I saw was an opportunity to make a lot of money. Okay, it was a good it was a good opportunity to build an agency and make a lot of money, and I love I love money I love the management of money I love uh, the way it works I love learning about it and I thought this was a great move for me Okay, so that's where I spent a good set of five years So in order for me to come in with no experience inside of this all I had to do was I studied my tail off and I passed a test and filed some paperwork. And the next thing I knew, I had millions of dollars worth of assets inside of my agency that was under my umbrella. Okay. So what this means is I would tell you that this is how everybody comes into the system. Whether they have experience or not, they have to pass a test. That's it. Right. So that's what these registered representatives and how they qualify. So here's what they don't do. Okay. Understand this is what they don't do. They do not recommend specific investment allocations for these particular products, for like a variable annuity product or a mutual fund, okay? So they're not going to recommend specific investment allocations to you. They're not going to recommend transactions or strategies involved in individual equities, exchange traded securities, any type of fixed income security, any options or commodities. They're not going to recommend anything like that. They are not going to provide financial planning services. They're not going to provide investment monitoring on a retail investment account, except for an investment advisory account or exercise discretionary authority or brokerage accounts or on proprietary securities products. So basically what they're doing is they saying, we're going to wash our hands of this. We're not going to do anything for you. We're going to allow you to participate inside of our products if they're the best fit for you, but we're not going to do any of this. We're not going to provide financial planning services. What's the definition of financial planning services? So we'll ask this question. If you're a registered representative, or if you are somebody who is in the managed account for inside a typical financial planning or anything else inside of a broker dealer and you're selling these products and you're not providing financial planning services what are you doing what are they doing for you they're not doing shit for you they're taking your money collecting your money they're putting it inside a product they're washing their hands they're getting a ton of money paid to them and they don't have to do a damn thing that's what they're doing okay cuz again i'm not making this stuff up this is a letter that i have inside of my in my hands right now that i'm reading from you All right, so now let's talk about fees, costs, conflicts, and standard of conduct. This is real good. This is really really where we're going to get into the real talk on this because, you know, this stuff fires me up, and it fires me up because I learned the truth. I learned the truth about what these people are doing because I was one of them, and I couldn't live with myself inside of this game because they're fucking crooks. So here we go. We're going to get into this, and um, I'm not going to hold this thing back because this stuff fires me up. All right. So here's what we're talking about. Fees, costs, conflicts, and standard of conduct. It's important to you as a retail investor to understand the principal fees and costs that you're going to incur for your brokerage or investment advisory services. Okay. Investment advisory services. But hey, wait a second. They just said on page number one, what they don't do is they do not provide financial planning services, but you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for the investment advisory service, including how frequently they are assessed and the conflicts of interest that they create, okay? So a brokerage account. If you have a brokerage account, you elect to open this account. We charge transactional base fees to buy and sell securities. This means you are charged more when there are more trades in your account. Therefore, we may have an incentive to encourage you to trade more often, okay? You did just hear this right, okay? You did just hear this right, and I'm gonna go through the rest of these because it has the same language around everything, and I want you to clearly understand this any type of proprietary annuity. If you elect to purchase an annuity, we charge asset-based fees based on the percentage of assets invested inside the annuity contract when you own the annuity. The more assets you contribute to the proprietary annuity, the more you will pay in fees. Therefore, we may have an incentive to encourage you to increase your assets inside of your account. Okay, so what this really means, this is exactly what this means in real talk, is that you are going to get charged fees And the more money that you have in your account, the more fees that you're going to pay. You're going to pay for these fees because they're sitting inside of the account, but we don't monitor this account and we don't provide any type of financial planning services. But however, we do have an incentive to put more money inside of your account. That's what they do have the incentive to do. And this is exactly what they do do every single year, multiple times a year. And this is exactly their agenda is to get more assets inside of your account. Is it on your best interest? Man, I have to question that. Okay, so let's talk about mutual fund platform accounts. If you would like to open a mutual fund platform account, we charge asset-based fees based on the percentage of assets invested inside the mutual fund product. The more assets you contribute to the mutual fund product inside your account, the more you will pay in fees. Therefore, we may have an incentive to encourage you to increase the assets inside your account. Did you see the trend that's happening here? How about variable universal life insurance? All right. If you elect to open a variable universal life insurance policy, the insurance company offering the product charges fees on those dollars that are being allocated to a separate account of the variable universal life insurance policy. The more assets you contribute to the variable life insurance policy, separate account, the more fees that you're going to pay. Therefore, we may have an incentive to encourage you to increase the contributions to your variable universal life insurance policy. All right. So how about investment management services? This is the ones that you pay big money for. If you like to open an investment advisory account, we charge asset based fees based on the percentage of assets under the third party management. The rate and periodic basis of your account billing will be discussed in your management account agreement. The more assets invested inside the advisory account, the more fees you're going to pay. Therefore, we may have an incentive to encourage you to increase the assets inside of your account. That's pretty awesome. What do you think of this so far? Do you think this is just specific to this company? I'm telling you right now it's not because this is coming out from the Securities Exchange Commission, the people who, who rule the world inside of the regulations with this, okay? Here's some more on this is uh, your fees. Do you think the fees ever go away? Do you think they ever stop? Here's what they put inside of this thing. Inside of this letter, word for word from them, you may pay fees and costs whether you make money or lose money on your investments. Fees and costs will reduce the, any amount of money that you make inside of your investments over time. Please make sure that you understand the fees and costs that you're paying. How easily if you have money inside of these accounts, how easily is it to find, to figure out how much money and fees that you're paying over the course of time? It's not very easy. And plus they only have to disclose certain amount of fees that are put inside of there. All right? Let's talk more about what are the legal obligations to you providing recommendations as a broker-dealer or when acting as an investment advisor. But again, they do not provide financial planning services. How else does your firm make money and what are the conflicts of interest that you they have? So what they do is they, when we provide uh, you with a recommendation as a broker-dealer or act as your investment advisor, we must act in your best interest and not put our interests at, ahead of yours. Okay, yeah, sure. At the same time, the way we make money creates some conflicts with your interests. You should understand and ask these questions in these conflicts because they can affect the recommendations and investment advice that they provide you. Here are some examples to help you understand what this means. Okay, so if you're buying a proprietary securities product, this company particularly offers a limited number of security products, variable annuities, open architectural mutual fund platforms, there may be other products that we do not offer that best suit your needs but I'm not going to tell you about them because number one, is not I'm not going to get paid if I don't get your money inside of my assets. If I don't get your money inside of my account and inside of my agency, how am I going to get paid? I'm not going to tell you that there might be something out there that's better fit for your needs. That would be ludicrous. How am I going to get paid? And on top of that, they may not even know what other products are out there and what other services are out there because they're so... They're so entrenched in the knowledge and the, and the product base that this particular company has to offer. They don't go outside of the company to look at what, else, what other options are out there. What's the other side of the coin? The other side of the coin is what I've been talking about over the last three to four weeks inside of the infinite banking concept. There is another way. There is another way to provide a secure financial future and a secure financial plan for you, your family, your business, and for generations on but they're not going to tell you about that because number one, they don't know. And number two, they're not going to get paid unless they take your money and put it inside of their services, okay? So let's talk about mutual fund brokerage services. The cash compensation for sales of and non-cash compensations for deposits to non-proprietary products may be less than the compensation from your proprietary products. As a result, we may be incentivized to offer you proprietary products to you. So here's what they're saying, is they may make less money If you put money inside of the mutual fund brokerage service, and if they make less money inside of that, it may be in their best interest to say, nah, that's not a good product for you. Let's put you in a proprietary securities product so we can make more commission. That's what that says. Managed account services. Investment management fees cover a wider range of services, including transaction costs, custody of of your securities, and ongoing account monitoring. The periodic fees for these high-touch services may create incentives for this advisor to recommend managed account services to you rather than brokerage services. So here we go again. Let's say you come in there and they offer these types of services. These advisors may be incentivized to put money inside of this new platform or inside of this platform because they're going to make more money. They're going to get paid more. And if they get paid more and have more assets under management under a particular platform, they may be incentivized to reach bonuses, to make trips, to do all these types of things that are happening inside of the company, the incentives that they put from a company's wide out to their advisors. That's what that means. Revenue sharing, mutual funds and variable annuities charge holders distribution fees and expense in periodic ongoing basis. Some of these fees are shared with us and are passed through your registered representatives and may create an incentive for us to recommend these types of securities. Once again, it's the incentive, right? The incentive on where am I going to make the most amount of money when you come into my brokerage firm? Our registered representatives which is somebody who I used to be, receive cash compensation when making recommendations involving sales security products. Registered representatives may, depending on the periodic or the product recommendation, also receive another type of fee or the distribution fees charged with the assets held in the portfolio. These security products may have different sales charges and compensation levels. This means that the registered representative receives more compensation when there are more trades in your account or when the registered representative makes a recommendation for a securities product with higher sales charges and higher ongoing distribution fees. The registered representative may have an incentive to encourage you to trade more often and to recommend products with higher sales and distribution charges. Once again, where is this registered representative going to make the most amount of money for your transaction? Our managed account advisors receive compensation when making recommendations or management accounts subject to asset-based fees. The more assets there are in the advisory account, the more the IRA or this registered representative, IAR, could receive in cash compensation. The financial professional may have the incentive to encourage you to increase the assets inside of your account. Okay, so here's what this, again, here's layman's terms on this. Here's real talk around what this really means. Is this inside of this managed account, this registered representative, or this next level up, this management guy who has an individual who has this title to manage your account, they get paid. The more assets that they have under their umbrella inside of their agency and inside of their, your account, the more money that they're going to make. Okay. So what they're telling you is that if they're going to get paid more to have more of your money inside of your account, they're going to incentivize you to put more money inside of your account. Now, when you put more money inside of your account and there are more trades that happen, there are more distributions that happen, there are more things that happen inside of that account, the more fees that you're going to pay. And we are only required to monitor your account at least once a year. So what this really means is that I'm not going to pay any attention to your money. Uh, And what happens, that's your responsibility. And we're just going to sit back and we're going to take your money and we're going to receive high commissions on this. Okay, So in both cases, these registered representatives and IRAs may be eligible to receive other cash and non-cash compensations based upon assets deposits inside of these accounts. So what they're saying is is that if there's incentives put on by the company to put money inside of a specific platform or inside of a specific product, they're incentivized to do this because then they'll pay you uh, maybe in a trip, maybe in a contest, cash, or something along those lines. Or maybe if you hit a certain amount of dollars inside of your assets under management, If you hit this certain level, we're going to increase your commissions for having a larger amount of money inside of the account, okay? These incentives include eligibility for expense-paid trips and conferences. These compensations create potential conflict of interest by receiving registered representatives and these other type of advisors to recommend deposits in your account. So again, that's what this means. It's a four-page letter that came out. Customer Relationship Summary. This is from the Securities and Exchange Commission. If you want to look it up, look it up inside of their inside of their site. But really, you know, at the end of the day, this is a real sensitive topic for me. I'm only here to hopefully bring you insight into what's going on and insight into your own financial future. You don't need these advisors. You don't need these companies. You don't need these products to secure a financial future for yourself. You don't need to pay these large amounts of fees. You don't need to take on additional risk. You don't need to put your financial future in the hands of hope, averages, and maybes. And these guys and these these companies and these types of services, uh, they're just robbing you. They're not required to monitor. They're not required to do things in your best interest. They may say so inside of their, inside of their letters, inside of their talk that they give you. But at the end of the day, what I just read to you, they're incentivized by the amount of commission that they're going to make, the amount of fees that they're going to receive, and... The incentives inside of these companies with trips and conferences and things like that. That's what they're incentivized for. So again, this letter was something that that came, and I thought it was important to be able to share it with the world and to be able to share it with the people who are participating inside of these plans, and you have your you have your money inside of there. You are owed the truth. You are owed the entire story about what is happening with these uh, accounts and what's happening inside with your money. And if you have money inside of these, these types of accounts, this will make a lot of sense to you. So or hopefully make a lot more sense to you and be very clear on a better understanding of what's truly happening. So again, thanks for joining me today. I know it was a little bit of a different episode. But I wanted to make sure I read these, read this letter in order to better inform you, because that's what this is all about. So you can make a better decision for you, your family and your business. So again, thanks for joining me. Have a great rest of your week. We will be back next week. If you have any questions, you have any concerns, you have any uh, specific topics that you want to that you want to talk about, please do not hesitate to reach out, shoot me a message, find me on Facebook, or you can uh, shoot me a message inside of Apple on the podcast. So please go ahead, make a review, rate it. Let me know if you need anything. Let me know if you want to uh, talk more about this on your particular situation again, I'd be glad to talk to you about it. I'd be glad to share everything that I know about this industry and what the possibilities are on the other side of the coin for you and your financial future. So have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining me and we will be back next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Facing the Facts, the path to gaining control, accessing power, and ultimately creating a life of abundance. Are you an independent business owner or a real estate professional who's ever felt like you're out on this island alone, going through this journey of life and business, and there's nobody else around you experiencing the same challenges and problems that you face every single day? Have you ever felt like you just needed somebody to talk to? Somebody who got it. Somebody who has experienced the same challenges that you face. Somebody who could bring some perspective into your world. Or maybe you're tired of trying to figure this game of life out alone, and you want to talk to somebody about your specific challenges and how to break free of the chaos. I want to introduce to you high performance coaching for independent business owners and real estate professionals who want to unlock their life's purpose and passion, access to power across all areas of life, including their health and their wellness, mindset and belief, relationships and family, and gain control of their money so that you can create a life of prosperity and abundance and ultimately reach financial freedom. Head over to the show notes to learn more about high performance coaching. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And thanks again for joining me.